If you're enjoying this Med Prep to Go Step 1 podcast, you can now get the content along with the content of the Crush Step 1 podcast ad-free in one bundle. Just go to medpreptogo.com and find our new subscription podcast called Med Prep to Go Step 1 Bundle. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Ted O'Connell with the Med Prep to Go podcast. In this episode, we'll be covering three pathology questions. These questions are narrated by Alex Conway, one of our excellent medical students who actually created all three of these questions. So take it away, Alex. My name is Alex Conway, and I'm a third year medical student at Geisel School of Medicine. Pathology question 37. A 24-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for evaluation of a three-week history of fatigue, headache, and abdominal pain. She also endorses feeling foggy and more clumsy than usual. Her medications include a daily vitamin D supplement and a combined oral contraceptive pill. Physical examination is significant for subconjunctival pallor, and labs indicate anemia. Peripheral blood smears shows erythrocytes with basophilic stippling. Which of the following additional features is most likely to be present in this patient's history? A. A beta lipoproteinemia. B. History of splenectomy. C. Recent travel to Africa. D. Works at a battery recycling plant. Or E. Vegan diet. The correct answer is D. Works at a battery recycling plant. This occupation places the patient at risk for lead poisoning which manifests as basophilic stippling on peripheral blood smear. Lead inhibits two enzymes in heme synthesis, aminolevulinic acid dehydratase and ferrochelatase, and inhibits rRNA degradation, which is visualized as basophilic stippling. Other manifestations of lead poisoning include encephalopathy, peripheral neuropathy, such as wrist or foot drop, and lead lines on the gingiva at the bases of teeth. Answer A. A-beta lipoproteinemia is incorrect. This autosomal recessive condition is the result of a microsomal transfer protein, MTP mutation, and is more likely to produce acanthocytes or spur cells on blood smear. This disease leads to the absence of chylomicrons, very low-density lipoprotein, VLDL, and low-density lipoprotein, LDL, resulting in fat malabsorption. Answer choice B, history of splenectomy, is incorrect. Patients with asplenia or splenic dysfunction are more likely to present with hollow jolly bodies on peripheral smear. These patients may also have a history of infection with encapsulated organisms. Answer choice C, recent travel to Africa, is incorrect. Travel to areas where malaria is endemic can lead to parasite infection, and blood smear is more likely to show intraerythrocytic parasite inclusions. Depending on the species, blood smear may show trophozoite rings from P. malariae, Schuffner stippling from P. vivax or ovale, or crescent gametocytes, P. falciparum. 
Answer choice E, vegan diet is incorrect. A strict vegan diet without supplementation can lead to vitamin B12 deficiency, but this would result in a macrocytic anemia and may present with neurologic symptoms such as numbness or tingling in the hands and feet. Key learning point. Lead poisoning can manifest with fatigue, confusion, and abdominal pain and results in basophilic stippling in erythrocytes on peripheral blood smear. Pathology question 38. A nine-year-old boy presents with his parents to the pediatrician for a yearly checkup. The patient's mother notes that over the last few months, her son has seemed increasingly fatigued. His growth curves are significant for head circumference at the 9th percentile, height at the 4th percentile, and weight at the 20th percentile. Vitals are notable for mild tachycardia, normotension, and normothermia. Physical examination is notable for low-set ears, hypoplastic thumbs, and several large hypopigmented skin lesions. Which of the following hematologic findings is most likely present in this patient? A. Increased hemoglobin S. B. Normocytic anemia with eosinophilia. C. Pancytopenia. D. Pure red cell aplasia. Or E. Thrombocytopenia with hemolytic anemia. The correct answer is C. Pancytopenia. This patient likely has Fanconi anemia, which is an inherited form of bone marrow failure. Most affected individuals present in early to mid-childhood and have physical abnormalities such as short stature, cafe au lait spots, ear and eye malpositioning, and malformed thumbs. Answer choice A, increased hemoglobin S, is incorrect. This describes sickle cell trait slash disease. Although these patients may also present with fatigue due to increased hemolysis, physical deformities are uncommon. Digital manifestations of sickle cell disease may include dactylitis, but hypoplastic thumbs would be uncharacteristic. Answer choice B, normocytic anemia with eosinophilia, is incorrect. This finding may be present in individuals with Addison disease, primary adrenal insufficiency. Although these patients may also present with fatigue, additional symptoms such as hyperpigmentation, gastrointestinal distress, and hypotension are typically present. Answer choice D, pure red cell aplasia, is incorrect. This describes diamond black fan anemia. Although diamond black fan anemia can also present with short stature and craniofacial abnormalities, thumbs are typically triphalangeal. Additionally, onset of diamond black fan anemia is rapid and typically presents within the first year of life. Answer choice E, thrombocytopenia with hemolytic anemia, is incorrect. This describes hemolytic uremic syndrome, HUS, which is also accompanied by acute kidney injury. Patients with HUS typically present with overt signs of thrombocytopenia, such as bleeding or bruising. Key learning point. Fanconia anemia is an inherited bone marrow defect that leads to pancytopenia and is characterized by concomitant short stature, hypoplastic thumbs, and cafe au lait spots. It typically presents in early to mid-childhood and may therefore be distinguished from diamond black fan anemia, which is a pure red blood cell aplasia that presents in the first year of life. Pathology question 39. A 30-year-old woman presents to the clinic due to abdominal pain and bloody diarrhea for the past two weeks. Past medical history is significant for previous episodes similar to this one. The patient denies any fever, nausea, or vomiting. She has been prescribed budesonide in the past for her previous episodes. She does not drink alcohol, use drugs, or smoke cigarettes. Her vital signs are within normal limits. 
On physical examination, the patient has lower left quadrant tenderness to palpation without guarding or rebound. The patient is prescribed budesonide and mesalamine. Which of the following explains the pathophysiology behind the patient's most likely condition? A. Bacterial exotoxin-mediated condition. B. IgE-mediated condition. C. Immune complex-mediated condition. D. T helper cell type 1 mediated condition, or E, T helper cell type 2 mediated condition? The correct answer is E, T helper cell type 2 mediated condition. The patient presents with abdominal pain and bloody diarrhea with previous similar episodes of the same. This is characteristic of inflammatory bowel disease. This is further supported by the patient not having any fever, nausea, or vomiting. She has lower left quadrant tenderness, which suggests ulcerative colitis. This is due to the fact that ulcerative colitis affects the colon, which is present in the lower left abdominal quadrant. The patient's demographics are also high risk for ulcerative colitis. The typical patient with ulcerative colitis is 15 to 40 years old, white, and female. This condition's pathophysiology is mediated by T helper cells type 2. Budesonide is a corticosteroid medication, while mesalamine is a 5-aminosalicylic acid, and both are prescribed for ulcerative colitis. Answer choice A, bacterial exotoxin-mediated condition, is incorrect. These conditions are infectious in nature and cause a wide variety of conditions. Some examples include tetanus, botulism, diphtheria, and cholera. Answer choice B, IgE-mediated conditions, is incorrect. IgE-mediated conditions are type 1 hypersensitivity reactions. These include anaphylaxis to food, drugs, and bee stings. Answer choice C, immune complex-mediated condition is incorrect. These are type 3 hypersensitivity reactions. Examples include systemic lupus erythematosus, rheumatoid arthritis, and IgA vasculitis. Answer choice D, T helper cell type 1 mediated condition is incorrect. Crohn disease is an example of a T helper cell type 1 mediated condition. Crohn disease is also an inflammatory bowel disease. However, there are differences between it and ulcerative colitis. Crohn disease affects any portion of the GI tract, usually the ileum and the colon, while sparing the rectum. It presents with transmural inflammation, sometimes resulting in fistulas, cobblestone mucosa, creeping fat, bowel wall thickening, linear ulcers, and fissures. A biopsy would show non-caseating granulomas and lymphoid aggregates. Key learning point. Ulcerative colitis affects the colon and is a T helper cell type 2 mediated condition.